Don't forget Welcome. to press the button. Yeah, I think I pressed it. Here we go. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Creators Corner. I'm back with Steve and Russ, and we're talking Book of Boba Fett episode two. Hell yeah. Chapter, chapter two. It's a book. Yes, chapter it's chapter two. Yeah. And and for those paying attention, uh, this is, if you turn into Please Geek Responsibly, uh, this is kind of what you're going to be seeing because it is Friday night while we're recording this. It, it, is. Uh, it is it is 8 p.m. here in California. And uh, yeah, we're we all have adult beverages. Yeah. Yeah. You can't so, taste it. You can't smell cheers. it. Can you hear it? I don't know. You can't hear a beverage. <laughs> you're the slip surprised you can't smell it through the microphone. <laughs> Although it would be nice to show off this beautiful rush beer that I'm drinking. Right? Tonight. Yeah. And if no one understands what that means, then oh dear. It's Rush That's, beer. It's it Rush it's, beer. It's officially licensed by Rush. And you can get some, it in the States. I just did, got did some you, shots of that. So did I'll you know that, that my first the first like album, cassette, anything that I owned was Rush 2112? I didn't know that. Yes. Awesome. So I got that, uh, I think I was 10 years old, 10 or 11 years old, and I got 2112. And like my parents started freaking out because my sister gave it to me because it's got like the pentagram on the front of it and everything like that. <laughs> nice Catholic family growing up. And yeah, then this, and I'm just like, it's really good music. Leave me alone. <laughs> it's fantastic. So, and, and so it continued. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, anyway, back to chapter two. Chapter two. The tribes oh, of Tatooine. That was, um, wow. Just wanted to point out that this one was directed by Steph Green. I didn't yes. have any time to do any research into Steph Green. Um, I, I, when I first saw that popped up, my eyes instantly made me think it was Seth Green. And I was like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> and, I, and then I pressed the, ten, pressed the 10 second rewind. I'm like, no, it wasn't. Yeah. Close, There's but no not. way. Yeah. I mean, he's, be... he's talented, but I mean, come on. I, I, that would have been I, hilarious. Yeah, I uh, I don't know. Just to sum it all up, man, I, I, I was riveted through all the way through. There was nothing that took me out of this, and I'm usually quite critical of things that take me out. Yeah. Nothing took me out of this one, man. I enjoyed it all the way through. Yeah. I really did. And it didn't feel like it was too short. It definitely left me wanting more. But I don't know. I think we were wise in knowing that, you know, we were going to get more as it as it goes on, and I, I think yeah. it was a it was a little bit of a screw you guys. You're going to be panicking. Let's weed out the ones that like to complain, and then we'll carry on, <laughs> right? Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. It was that was a great episode. So that's that. Chapter. I have spent yes, great up, great chapter. I have spent honestly the past three <laughs> days since it came out, and looking at one all of my friends that were like negative about the first episode just absolutely raving and i'm like why didn't you give it the 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 credit that didn't, it deserved didn't we in the say first this one? guys didn't we say patience. this they had not yeah yeah I patience mean, I, I find their lack of faith disturbing i actually i was just saying before we started recording i haven't been able to go and you know check out reviews or check out stuff like that yet like i did last time and just listen to the amount of anger and angst towards it and i haven't had the chance to see if that still exists on this one yet but i it'd be interesting to see what they don't like that's for sure but it was it was i enjoyed it man i enjoyed it 
I like I the story. I like yeah. the story. I couldn't name anything I didn't like about the episode. I mean, personally, huts always creep me out. I think they're just disgusting looking things. But oh, we'll get you know. to them. We'll get to <laughs> yeah, we'll get to that. Let's not skip to the twins, man. Yeah. yeah. No, but, I, I mean, right from the get go, though, guys. I mean, the iconic gate raising, right? Yes. I mean, that's, right, I don't know what yeah. that, that brings back a lot of memory. And it was weird not to see that skittling across the, the floor, monk. Uh, right. But that was that's weird. also a bit of foreshadowing. Um, and it, let's, uh, let's, let's rewind a little bit. So, for those of you that are listening in, uh, we're talking about chapter two of Book of Boba Fett. There will be spoilers. So oh. if you haven't seen it, please go watch it, then come back to the episode. We don't want to ruin your experience, um, but we are totally going to geek out on oh, our experience. Absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yes. Leave now or forever uh, stop complaining. Yeah. These are spoiler casts that we're doing. These, these it, It's like we're doing a watch, a watch through, but we're not. We're just recanting it from our memory because yeah. we enjoy it. And as many times as we've watched it. But back to what I was saying, that is a bit of foreshadowing from when they drop the assassin down into the Rancor pit. We don't have the skittering across. And when they finally raise, I mean, we all know there's nothing in there. Yeah. But he doesn't know that. I, I, I would say that if there's anything that... Except that rat that crawls out. Uh, apart from it, the rat. Right. Yeah. If there's anything that's <laughs> slightly not feeling quite right to me is the the vacuum of space that is in that palace right now. Like there is literally no one. Nobody in that it's literally no one and it's just the robot and those two and the gamorian guards like everyone said i'm out of here i i I'm, I'm interested to know the demographic behind what happened there what 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 why is everybody who there's bound to be loads of leeches and they want to get onto the next guy and the next guy where did they all go there were if you go back and watch mandalorian on uh, season two uh, that where they teased book of boba fett and, they, and he, he comes Bib. and he comes in and he and shot Bib. There wasn't anybody there then. Oh, there either. was. Reese was there. He was behind there. There was people were behind there. They all went running and tried to get out of there. There was guys still hanging around. But literally now, like, yeah, Jabba had this big menagerie of things. Jabba had this. Jabba had that. It's a goddamn palace, if I'm allowed to say that word. But it's so a palace. You want. And a palace would have people, not just one torture droid. The torture droid is the only sadistic bastard that's left. No, uh, knowing that he's probably going to get some fun. That's the only thing that I would say as a as a slight. I'm confused, but that's it, and I'll stop there. I don't. That part doesn't confuse me. That actually makes sense because you've got, like you said, this vacuum of power. You have a hut, and that, and and the huts have carved out their own space uh, in in the galaxy that the Imperium didn't touch. That I mean. That the 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 empire didn't touch; they just left him alone. Um, but he carved out Jabba carved out that space on Tatooine, and that was that was his palace. Obviously, he died. Bib Fortuna took over, and so you've got this power vacuum. And, and Bib does not have the power that Jabba did, um, but he still kind of claimed that role as Daimyo. And he since was a he filler. was since he was part of Hut's inner circle of Jabba's inner circle, the Hut family, I guess, blessed him to say, "Okay, keep doing what you're doing." And now, I mean, we'll get into this in a little bit. Now that Bib's gone and Boba took over, 
now they're coming back and saying, no, this is our land. We're, we're taking it. And Boba's saying no. I don't know. But Boba is a cool character, man. I think there would be someone out there, someone that would want to stick around the palace and hang, hang out with Fennec and Boba. I think they'd be cool guys to hang out with. Oh, yeah. Pleasant, pleasant leisure. It's just very, very, very sparse and, and nothing. But yeah, anyway, it's good to see the gate go up, brought back some memories. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yes, that was, I, I love that scene. And then I know I, I, I know there's a lot of people talking about the empty rancor cage and associating it to the failed Hasbro, <laughs> the failed Hasbro crowdfunding. Like it would have oh. been that that was hilarious to hear people talk about that. <laughs> no rancor and no toy. No toy. So, but yeah, no. Um, that part. I mean, that part really interested me, and then. He goes and, I mean, he gets the information that he needs, he, that he wants, which we all pretty much knew from the first episode because of the actions and the words of the Major Domo. Uh, and when he goes, he's like, just be prepared. Somebody may come and see you. Uh, yeah. So we knew that the attack was from the mayor. We said that last week. Um, so we find out the mayor's behind it. So Yeah, I'm wondering if the mayor had... Um seen what was going on heard about bib being taken out and he was the one who went to the huts and said you better get someone here because now this you know this turd's trying to take over he's just a bounty hunter we can't have this he has no honor he has no idea what he's doing right uh sending the huts i mean maybe yeah. that's what happened yeah did you notice your is... voice the mayor yep. rodriguez yep. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah there's a nice a, another nice little easter egg there it was cool. I liked it. I liked the way they did it. It was, you know, you could see the animatronic yeah. on it, but I liked it. It was good to mm-hmm. see the the voice changer like we see in Rebels and stuff. That was good mm-hmm. to see and have that come. I like the way that came across where you hear it speaking and then the 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 creepy little voice comes out. That was that was yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. It did good. Um and so we see kind of like we see the power dynamic in between uh the mayor and who is supposed to be uh the daimyo of of the planet basically leader of the planet the the crime lord of the planet and he's obviously not getting the respect that he deserves um gets paid for a bounty and the mayor and and then again we'll go into this again uh the huts calling boba a bounty hunter and not giving him the respect that yeah and that's the, that, that seems to be the way they're taking it, right? That's the narrative of that right now is the fact they're saying, you don't deserve this. You're just mm-hmm. a bounty hunter. You're just yep. the hired help. You don't have the regality. You don't have the money. You don't have the power. You're just the hired hand. You're the hired muscle. That's definitely the way they're, they're disrespecting him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it's, yeah. so he's definitely going to have to fight to, to, to get that respect. Which is, seems to be his main aim. His main goal is to earn mm. respect, but I don't know. I liked I liked the standoff. We see obviously we see the twins come out, and then we get to meet that monstrosity, uh, <laughs> a black stand, which, which I don't think anybody was expecting. No. Uh, it was a nice yeah. surprise. I mean that standoff. I love that standoff. The way that they filmed that, the way it was filmed, and the cinematography behind that was fantastic. The way yeah. that Boba just turned his head and didn't turn his body. It was just a Oh yeah. Right. And didn't react. 
And then nope. they kept it. They kept it still. They kept it fixated. And they just stared at each other. And nothing even, was said. He even shot him down. He said, I'm, 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 what did he say? I'm not a sleeping... I'm not a sleeping Trend Ocean, yeah. Yeah, Trend Ocean. Like, you're not going to take... Yeah, in the gladiator pits. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, it yeah. was... It was good, man. It, it you felt the tension there. You felt. Oh, the you did. I, it was it was classic uh, Eastwood. I, yeah. I going back to spaghetti westerns and everything like that. I, I mean, you could hear the. Yeah, yeah. What a hear. what a giant bastard! You know right. what I mean? I can't wait to get a bit more of that action. That's oh that's... my goodness! And you know that's that's going to be I mean, whether or not. I don't think that's going to be a battle between um, between the Wookiee and Boba. I think it's going to be more between Fennec because Maybe. that's secondary. Mm-hmm. Like Boba's going to be tied up with the Huts. The Huts. But they work together as well, right? They right. work together in the past. Because Sean, you read the comic books, right? I read a lot of um, Afra. I read probably the first two thirds of the series, and he was working for her. She had the she had Black Kristan, and she had a. a uh, murderous uh, droid that she sent out on her on her hunts, um, just vicious and uh, yeah. So uh, you know that's the thing. Like he he ties into so much other stuff. Like Stan does. Um, and, but they and were the both comics. hired by Huts. Yeah, yeah. And Black Stan was hired by Jabba. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So and with, worked with, alongside um, Vader alongside and, and worked for Vader too. Yeah, yeah. and they worked for him and. Um, after work for Vader, I think yeah. in, in the in the books. But didn't Boba and Kristan work together as well for Vader? Didn't he employ both of them? It, Bo, Boba it, went Boba went out to get Han so uh, sorry Luke Skywalker right? Yes. And yeah, I haven't I haven't read all the comic books. I mean, anyone who knows me knows I don't read very well. Yeah. I like to watch things. So I, Russ, have way. you read any? Have you read any of the comics, Russ, or have you just seen the? I have or... seen some of them, but yeah. as for. Uh, as for Black Kristan and the Afra uh, arc, I know. Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't read any of it either, but I've heard the law behind it, and I recognized him. I was like, "That's not just a generic like." No, let's that's give not you a just new Wookie. any Wookie. Yeah, I've seen that somewhere. Where have I yeah. seen this? It's like the Close Encounters of the Third Kind. This means something. <laughs> I know what this is. This mashed potato, but no, it I, was. Yeah, it was awesome when we saw that. When we saw him appear. The first thing, like my youngest, Sebastian, I, he looked at me and was like, Dad, didn't Boba on his original armor have like Wookiee braids? braids? I was like, yeah, he used to hunt Wookiees. I mean, and that's how he made a name for himself was being <laughs> able to kill Wookiees. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah. He ain't, sca- that- he ain't scared of no Wookiee. Nope. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. The standoff was great. The standoff yeah. said power. The standoff, right. the standoff gave us not this, you know, old injured man anymore. We got to see boba for for who he is right right so that that was kind of cool i did uh i did enjoy that that reveal and all the guys that we see around in 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 the place there all the all the different costumes and stuff we're seeing we're seeing a lot of trend trend oceans we're seeing a lot of trend oceans Mm -hmm. you know and and that everyone's been talking are we going to see the other bounty hunters are we going to see dengar are we going to see bosk are we going to see the other bounty hunters anywhere and i'm just wondering if we're seeing so many trend oceans that they're bound to give us that reveal at some point of, of boss coming in. I can see them trying to do fan service, but at the same time, I mean, after Mando, after Mandalorian and they gave us Luke, how do you top that? 
with Bosk and <laughs> with, and and Dengar. No, no you Deng- do. Dengar no, you do with Cad Bane. Oh Cat Bane. Yeah, 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 Cat Bane. Yeah. I mean, with yeah. with everything that we're with everything that we're discussing, and uh, and if you're gonna bring Brett, bring back like a Cad Bane. If you're gonna bring back, and you're well, excuse me, not bring back, but if you're going to have a live action Omega mm-hmm. brought into the series, I mean, now's the time that you're gonna do it, especially yeah. if you're gonna do a a one, a like a one series book. Um, yeah. Yeah. Did you also notice in this one um, that when they went to the what do they call it the the drinking place the the what's it called what do they call it the the, the cantina no but it's not a cantina they call it something else it's like the sanctuary when they go to the yes. sanctuary mm-hmm. yes they didn't, they didn't offer to clean their helmets this time no not this no. time but he had just been there recently mm-hmm. and she uh, they did actually discuss that she was surprised to see him. Yeah. That she was swat sweating. Mm-hmm. Oh, exactly. But you'd think that the uh, the greeting would be the same for the guy who's taken over, right? They'd offer to polish his helmet for him to make him feel at ease. <laughs> it, well, and it was a here's mm, this whole episode. I I got a mix of like Clint Eastwood Western and Goodfellas, which I absolutely loved because <laughs> like you can look. It, it seems like this in. In sanctuary, it's like, have a seat at the bar while we get a table out for you. It's like, everywhere we go, you'd snap a table and we'd be yeah. out front, and which is classic Goodfellas. And it, it comes back later on in the episode. But in this, it kind of felt like she wasn't ready for him. And she's like, go to the bar and have a drink while we get a table ready for you. No. She wasn't expecting him back in. She yeah. wasn't. and And at that point, she's like, shit yeah i mean because she's a pleaser man she wants everyone to be happy she doesn't want to be yeah. on the bad side of anyone but mm-hmm. she's not ready because she would in somebody i've worked in hospitality before and it's like no you go it's like excuse me just a moment i'll be right back you go you toss somebody out of their table please come sit down mm-hmm. you don't say go wait at the bar while we get a table ready for you yeah so yeah. 20, 20, 20 minutes before that, she was probably laughing with all her people saying, Oh, he'd give it a good try. Only lasted one day. The yeah, he's, come in. He's, he's dead. gone. He's gone. We don't have to worry about that guy anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That was probably what was happening. Yeah. So good, good. it was the other thing I liked about this episode as well is that we didn't have to flip flop between memories and current day, as we call it. Mm-hmm. It was, it was half and half. And I really appreciated mm-hmm. that because it kept you there we did one bit and then we went to another and that worked for me that worked so much better for me yeah. the constant oh pardon me the constant flip-flop was kind of taking me a little bit out of it too last time so it was good to see the way we just transitioned in um i wonder if we're going to see the back to tank every time with that foreshadowing that we're about to go back in time it seems like it yeah that seems to be the that's cue when he us. has his memories yeah yeah yeah. yeah. So what? It, so what? So that takes us on, and that was pretty quick. And that takes us on to part two, which mm-hmm. is the, the the you know the backstory of of what we're we're watching. We're watching the uh, the, the, the Tuscans. The, well, yeah, and the Tuscans being shown as not just savage killers out there. We get to learn a lot more in the second part. You know, it's, it's very 
you know, it's very First Nations. It's very, these aren't just savage, savages. It's very learn their ways and respect their culture. And it's, yeah. it was really, it was really done really well, I thought. Yeah, I, I see. I, and there's, there's actually a couple, two different things that I wanted to say about this. One, it reminds me a lot of uh, like indigenous Aboriginal culture in Australia. Yep. And I living off the land and being at peace, just, just being, um, and then having people come through your territory and just literally just not giving a shit, just killing you and keep going. Yep. Um, yep. Yeah. I mean, so, t- sorry, go ahead. No, didn't, didn't, I think Tim even said in the, in the fight scenes in Mandalorian that they allowed him to use a lot of his cultural, like, um, Oh, his Maori stuff, yeah. Yes, his, his Maori. Maori stuff. So, yeah. I mean, a lot of that, I was like seeing it again. I'm like, wow, we're back to his kind of ancestral, letting him do his thing. Yes. You know? yeah. And his culture is yeah. fantastic. And yeah. I absolutely love that they have maintained the use of uh, vocalization as well as the hand movements uh, with uh, that were in that were actually designed by uh, the deaf actor that they brought, brought on for mm-hmm. Mandalorian. Mm, that's, that they is basically cool. made their own language out of that's hand cool. signs so yeah i think you're right there russ i think there's definitely heavily heavily into that first nations aboriginal you know um, mm-hmm. uh, the first cultures right and the respecting mm-hmm. of it and the learning about it and I, I started to wonder you know is this why we're seeing a different boba that everyone was complaining about is this why we're seeing him talk about respect and honor mm-hmm. you know did he learn something and as this episode went on and we get to see a lot of other things which I, I don't know if we'd skip ahead to it yet but we get to see him and enlightened we get to see him enlightened in different ways and maybe escaping the future that he thought he had to have mm-hmm. right so maybe that's why we're seeing him trying a different approach than just following in what went before him right so that was kind of what he was destined to do it seems to be drifting away a little bit it's what not did just you... about the money yeah right but then we for the jewel here which i did not even get on the first time round was they went to Tossie Station. Yes, they, they did. went to Tossie Station. <laughs> and I, this was a perfect opportunity, I thought. You had the biker gang there, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. all that stuff. I think it would be a perfect opportunity to have the female version of the biker gang, just a bunch of uh, <laughs> ready-to-go ladies called the power converters. And that's why Luke was going to Tossie Station to pick up some power converters. I think that would be brilliant. <laughs> I think that would have been brilliant live action. Luke picking up the power converters at Toshi Station, but we didn't get it. But I loved that scene, man. Yeah. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. So, I mean, but again, you're looking at classic Western. Yep. You've got, and you've got the outlaw bandits that are like making a ruckus and everything like that. You've got the lawful uh, locals that are just in town having a drink. I mean, the two, the two of them. The yep. two of them. Do you reckon? Do you reckon that's Luke's old mates? Do you reckon they're still going there drinking? I think we're gonna have to watch uh, watch the uncut, you know, the edited scenes, the cut scenes, and see <laughs> see right? if they look familiar. It could be the only mm-hmm. ones that didn't make it into the party. They're the ones who said, "Fuck it, we'll let them fight that battle." I'm gonna stay here and have some spotchka. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to look it up and see if it's them still. But, yeah. Man, I love the fact they were playing that game on the table. Like it takes you back to the Space Invaders in the tabletop game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so cool, man. That was so funny, so funny. But no, I've got to watch the deleted scenes and see how much of it they actually capture. I think that'd be cool. Yeah, but he was fierce, man. Oh man, yeah, and just, with and with yeah. a training club, he didn't even get the real weapon to you know. He yeah, he doesn't even have a scaffy stick, no... stick yet. 
Yeah. He's just yeah. like, give me a I rifle. Have... Give me yeah. my club. Yeah. That scene where he breaks the rifle off on the guy's head. Mm-hmm. And then he just stares at it as if to go, shit. And he's yeah. still so fierce. It's like, I don't care. I'm going to beat you to death with, you know, it's like chopping someone's hand off and then beating them to death with your stubby stump, you know, your bloody <laughs> stump. He didn't care. He was so full of, you can imagine everything he's just been through. I bet he was channeling those goddamn jowers. And he was, <laughs> and he was, he was going back to those jowers that were beating it, beating on him and stealing his gear. And he was taking out that aggression, but oh yeah, man, he uh he was fierce, and it made yeah. me laugh. Going back to what we started the show with, with all the people that were saying, "Why is he being so soft? Why isn't he? Be- he ain't soft, man. Look at what he laid down on those guys. He Not laid down the smack. He did. And then he was like, you know what? See these speeder bike, speeder bikes, they're mine. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, yeah. I, I love I don't the first visit the term apart. They're hitting them. Pulling pieces off. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, uh, I, after that episode aired and people knew that I had seen it, people started like messaging me. It's like, so how'd that make you feel with the uh, whole training montage? And I'm like, because ah, I've got a 14 year old that's starting to learn how to drive and uh, doesn't have his learner's permit yet, but he's like, mm getting behind the wheel and like oh you're talking about the learning how to ride the bikes mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> and that entire that entire montage i was just like holy i was laughing through that entire thing because i was like as a parent of somebody that's learning how to drive for the first time it's like <sighs> i can relate yeah well i've had a couple of the memes coming across from you uh set to music which are oh, just cracking me up yeah, oh, man. <laughs> the Vengabus uh, musical gifts that are coming out is yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, and it was it was a good scene though. I, I and I and the thing is, it's not like they're filming it in between. They're not showing one, then filming one, and then showing one, right? So they mm-hmm. had all this planned out, and it was just mm-hmm. cracking me up. But everything yeah. we talked about last time we talked about this, and just the instant hate that people spilled, and then look what you get in episode two. They filmed yeah, that right. shit ages ago, man. Like, yeah. come some oh. slack, you whiny bitches. But, yeah, I love the fact as well at the end of it, they're all out. They're all done. Those two are, like, staring at him. He says nothing. The barman says nothing. Nothing. He grabs the pint, takes a drink, walks out. It was brilliant. <laughs> it was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. It was so cool. Yeah. yeah. And, and then we get into that whole thing you were just talking about with the the com- let the comedy ensue. I think is what Ali texted me when we were watching it. Yes, you yeah. knew you knew you were going to get that montage of fun. Yeah, was, and, 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 and it was, it was because I mean, again, we're talking about Disney here. It can't all be like beating people, like cracking their skulls and yeah. breaking rifles over their heads. Uh, no, you've got to have a little bit of levity in there. And I think they did it in the best way possible. When you're introducing a an Aboriginal culture to technology mm-hmm. that they are unfamiliar with, mm-hmm. holy shit! I, I think the best way I heard it put was, uh, "Yeah, Thomas Edison was like a genius, but if you went back in time and showed him a Roomba." He'd shit his pants. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, so a yeah. Rumba, I mean, a rumba. 
Right. That's, that's your example of, of blowing the mind of Edison, is a rumba. I mean, from what he started, yeah. <laughs> Forget having a computer in your pocket, you know, I mean. Yeah, yeah. Really. No, I'm just fucking with you. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, but no, it's, I absolutely loved it. And uh, he trained them and did a great job. And just the constant jumping back yeah. and forth. <laughs> Yeah, and him fall and the the Tuscan falling off, falling off, falling off, and then we finally get to the epitome of the Western movie. Oh, the train heist! The train heist. Yep. I, I mean, yeah, it's not really a heist. It's it's more of a, a it's it's taking over, but it's a raid, man. It was yeah. it was it was so good, and it was nail biting. I don't think I've ever seen something so well done that i was because normally when you're watching those sort of things you're like oh god just get on with it you know you're gonna yeah. drag it out like pull the lever already right that's usually yep. what's going through your head when they it was so well done it you was and, and and even seeing the, when seeing the pikes the pikes i was like the, the yeah, the, yes the pike syndicate i mean live action oh my god <laughs> yeah yeah which gives was, me again another tie into clone wars which is going to tie into bad batch which makes me think that Omega is going to be showing up. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, it's, it was absolutely wonderful. And like the, the use of uh, like the movement of the train with the opening of the, like the hatches and everything like that, using cover mm-hmm. moving in. And then when they're finally at the last one, and then that one Tuscan just jumps in the side. Oh, it's, it's uh, and they're shooting uh, out the top. Yeah. And then you just see one get pulled down. Yeah, get pulled down. It's well, like, that's 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 that lady, right? That's the lady trainer. That's the yes. the badass Tuscan lady. Mm-hmm. The way she pops up, though, you're right. She popped up, took a look around, popped down again. Then another one's gone. Another one's gone. Yeah, that yep. whole scene of her jumping off the biking in was super oh, fantastic. It was amazing. I and, mean, we've got a big fan of Solo here, right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. So compare that train heist or train raid to the Solo one, and it is I mean, night it's a, and yeah, hundred times better. Hundred times yeah. better. Thousand yeah. times, yeah, absolutely. Just so nail biting. Yeah. There was no, I wasn't nail biting at all during the no. one solo. No, there was. I mean, during the solo one, I will say when when Chewie is hanging off the side of the train, and they've got to get him in before they hit the side of the the ice wall. But you know that I mean, you know, it's it's Chewie. It's you know, Chewie. Chewie. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's not going to lose an arm. You know, he's it's not going to lose a leg. <laughs> I'm gonna say 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 the same thing that Seth MacFarlane did in uh, something 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 Dark Side. Listen, <laughs> we've got five out of the six main characters on the Millennium Falcon right now. I think we're gonna be okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, uh, yeah. It, it was it was good. It was good. And even the driver of the train, I was impressed with. Yes, the way they did the robot was fantastic. Yeah, that yeah. droid. Yeah. And then he 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 bailed and then scurried <laughs> yeah. across the desert. That was freaky. That was freaky. That reminded me of uh, what's his name, Grievous. When you see Grievous bail uh-huh. and then then his arms pop out and he goes scuttling off like the crab. That's what that's what it reminded me of. That was uh, that. Was that's cool. the thing. When I first saw him, I was thinking DJ Rex. Yeah, and I was just uh-huh. thinking of this. I mean, like in place, like mounted pilot. Yeah that was there that was turning all these and then he hops up and and bolts yeah. i'm like yeah so you're not good. supposed to do that dude <laughs> so good so good 
Yeah, I was really impressed with that. Like I say, and then and then we're three quarters of the way through, right? Where yeah, it's yeah. it was gripping. It was good. Yeah, and it was only I mean, an hour. Yeah, it flew <laughs> by for an hour. Yeah, yeah. but then we get good. into Boba. I mean, becoming. We learn. I mean, he starts to learn about himself, and he goes on basically a an a vision quest that was very native american to me like yeah yes it had that symbolism it It reminded me of that yeah a lot of aboriginal uh, tribes Mm -hmm. yeah it reminded me of that scene from fanboys where they sat around the fire (laughs) (laughs) it's humping it's humping your leg (laughs) (laughs) it's a lizard i will let it guide me oh shit yeah (laughs) yeah did you get an instant COVID test reaction? <laughs> I just, I think, I think I flinched with him. I'm like, oh god, ow. Yeah. No, yeah. I got it. I got an immediate. Um, holy shit, Star Trek. Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. I'm not up on Star Trek, so I didn't get that one. The, so it, it, I, he gets a lizard up the nose in Star Trek. I it's uh, the uh, what is it? The Tendorian slugs. Okay. And uh, yeah. It's, yeah, I thought, it's I thought it was basically a little... like a small insect with pinchers and a long tail that goes in and yeah. wraps its. Gotcha. Ow. I haven't seen that wraps one. Wraps its tail around you. your brainstem and makes you tell whoever, whatever. The li- yeah, I was. I'm still trying to figure out what the lizard did to control him. Did it like take a huge whether it's whiz? chemical or is it? Is he got chemical whiz and it's LSD whiz or something like that? And he's like a, like, like a psychedelic drug kind of thing. Yeah, or is it just like licking a toad, but it gets up inside and you can't stop licking it? Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> I that's what I that was my first thought. Yeah, yeah. Was it's in but that it, sinus cavity? But was that spice that he blew in his face? Was that like the spice yep. that they found on the train? Because we obviously yep. talked about the spice. Because you see him flick the spice and the lizard's like, hell yeah, I'm in. Yep. So it's probably junky lizard. And he <laughs> just sends you on a trip. But that was kind of cool. I haven't picked it apart too much, the trip, but that's what I was saying earlier. It seemed to be that he has found another journey during that mm. trip. Did you, right. I mean, what's your views on the trip? Did you guys kind of analyze it at all? And all the vision that you saw? So what we saw was a, a lot of flashes. And then the main ones were the flashes of him inside the Sarlacc. Mm-hmm. And then we see him grabbing out and he grabs I mean, whatever he can. Um, branches trees whatever but he's being enveloped in the sarlacc uh, but he grabs out and pushes so that way he can get the branch that he eventually brings back um i kind of went i went a little bit deeper with this i i was i was to me i was seeing you know when we've seen in clone wars i think it was clone wars yeah it was clone wars where we see the younglings go off to find their crystal Mm -hmm. and they go on this journey to get the crystal which then goes into the saber Mm-hmm. right and it's their choice to pick that crystal and the crystal talks to them and i kind of got that feeling when i was watching it like this is the kind of the same thing because he then picks his branch comes back with his branch and now that becomes his weapon mm-hmm. that, that's kind of the way i've seen it but then i also was looking at the, the thing that stood out pretty clearly for me was we see the flashbacks to him looking into the helmet of Django's helmet and before mm-hmm. when we saw the flashback we saw the young Boba looking back, right? 
But now we saw him and we saw his struggle in there. And that's what made me think, is he rethinking, I don't want to be my father. Same as what we saw with Luke, mm-hmm. when Luke went into the forest on um, Dagobah. So maybe yes. I'm just, I'm probably overanalyzing it. But to me, it sounded, I felt as if that was a switch that's now making him go out and be something different, which is why now he's looking for respect rather than fear from people. I, I don't know. Might be I think deep. that's something that, I mean, with as esoteric as that scene was, they are not going to leave that alone. Uh, yeah. I've got a feeling they'll probably explain it in further episodes. And mm-hmm. he'll, he'll come out and say, hey, I went and did this. This is what I saw. This is why. Um, because I mean, even, even then in, in Empire, when, he's on, when Luke's on Dagobah and he cuts off Vader's head and then the mask comes off and it's Luke yeah. in Vader's helmet. I mean, that really, I mean, it's, it's like a dead point in the movie. Like the movie loses all momentum at that point and you lose the audience. And it's just like, so where do I take this? I think over the past, what, 40 years that Lucasfilm and, and Disney has seen that, okay, we need to kind of explain this. We need to go back and, and talk about this. I've got a feeling they're going to, to discuss it and let us know what exactly happened. Maybe. Yeah, I hope. I think so. I, I, it's got to be something like that because there is definitely a different side to him that he's trying to do. It's not mm-hmm. like his, his normal approach. You can no. tell he's trying to because we've seen now from this episode what's still inside of him is that killer instinct. What's mm-hmm. still inside of him is the young Boba that we've seen from Clone Wars that wants to be something, but he's just a kid, right? He's trying to learn from the best to be the best, right? That's the Boba that we saw in Clone Wars. So maybe he's still trying to get that respect to be to be that way. I don't know, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah, even I think. Bef- Sorry, go ahead. No, no, I say I think you're right. I think we're going to get more of an explanation, hopefully, for that. Mm-hmm. But I also think that beforehand, uh, the reason that he was able to go on this vision quest was he already made the conscious choice to help the Tuscans. Like yeah. he was, he wasn't doing anything for himself. There was n- no, there was nothing in it for him. He wasn't gaining money. He wasn't gaining notoriety. Nothing. He just saw these these Tuscans and these kids getting shot for no reason whatsoever. No reason, just, aside just from being there. Aside from just living where they were. Yeah. Then he goes back. He takes over the train and lets the syndicate know, "Hey, you have to pay tribute to come through here now, but you're also now protected by the Tuscan people. Mm-hmm. You yeah, can walk freely." As long as you don't mess with us and you pay us tribute, you have free reign. Yeah, and any deaths is going to be recourse ten, ten, yeah, yeah, repay tenfold. tenfold. Uh, Definitely, definitely. And he does make that statement: this this land belongs to them; it's their birthright, which is kind of cool. And then we get that whole chat that they have back in the tent, right, where he Mm -hmm. says, "And I, I I don't, I didn't know that Tatooine was once covered in water. That's Mm -hmm. news to me. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't read, so I only know the (laughs) movies." But yeah, that was news to me that Tatooine was once covered in water. But it was good to have an explanation of there are many tribes, or we kind of figured that out. We know there's going to be many tribes, but then they said that some of them just just On mindlessly, yeah, yeah, they just mindlessly kill, and that's how mm-hmm. they survive. They don't care. You take it from me, I'm taking it from you, and that's the way they go. And then he discovers that that's tri- this tribe isn't like that. This tribe is about 
something different. But then they did kidnap him and beat him, get the kids to start beating him. So I'm not sure what their mantra was with that, but kidnapping slaves and beating them, you know, they're not obviously all uh, super, super nice. But yeah, he definitely got his way in for sure. Yeah, there's like a switch how- there somewhere where they changed from beating him to liking him, you know, and it's, maybe it's that he saves the kid with that monster you hated, you know. I mean, a lot of it, a lot of it could be that they don't trust off-worlders whatsoever because of what we witnessed. Because when they're yeah. just chilling, chilling out, yeah. picking the pods, they start getting blasted by people coming by because they think they're all savages, right? Yeah. Which has been that's, said. That's fair. And now they've made it, they've made it clear that they're not all savages. So yeah. if an off-worlder's there, well, you don't, you don't get away, buddy. You're now my, you're now my imprisoned person, and you're going to work for me. I guess that's probably what it was. Well, and yeah. then Boba made it obviously clear that. I mean, he's going to stand with them mm-hmm. and he's going to protect them. Like he, he showed it in the first episode where he saved the kid. And now in this one, he's actually gone out of his way. Like he went to Toshi station on his own um, to and go protect uh, and go take care of some people, that, some bandits and everything like that. Then he also went and took care of the train, mm-hmm. gave them a plan. Didn't do, didn't go out and do it on his own. Trained them, taught them how to use technology, and is now showing them, hey, we have a way forward, working together. Yeah, yeah, and it's, he's also earned his freedom too in some respects. Mm-hmm. If he wants to go, I'm pretty sure that's a way that you earn your freedom right there and then. Similar mm-hmm. to uh, what's his name, Quill. Mm-hmm. Quill was, uh, you know, he earned his freedom by doing what he did after a life of servitude and whatever right so i'm pretty sure he's gonna now the question now though for me russ is now you've seen the way that he's been robed by these tuscan raiders every time you put on your armor now that you have your awesome armor for your book of boba fett armor are you gonna demand that somebody dresses you every time and <laughs> you in those robes before you've done the armor or what's gonna happen now now so this is funny because we discussed this and I, I almost let it spill before you got to see the episode. Yes, I am putting together a bathrobe Boba and that's what I'm calling him is bathrobe Boba. Okay. Um, basically, he's got, the, he's got the shirt, he's got the robe, he's got the hand wraps, he's got the gun belt um, and everything like that. Uh, that is completely separate from the armored and rearmored Boba. They are completely separate yeah. entities. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do I need help getting into my armor? Yes. Yes, I do. There's some things that I, I do to my physical limitations, uh, with some of the, the handicaps that I have, uh, I can't reach and I can't turn. I, and I don't know any Boba Fett's that can dress themselves. None. Right. It's, it's impossible. Yeah. So, so with that being said, uh, I do need help with my, with my standard armored Boba. I think I could dress myself as uh, Bathroom Bathroom Boba <laughs> without the armor. I don't know. I just think you got a perfect opportunity now to stand there like this <laughs> yeah. and, and allow everybody right? to wrap you. Yeah, I mean, you can you can turn up at you could turn up at a convention and say, "I need you, you, and you," and stand there, and we, <laughs> everyone has to drape you and wrap you in in your cloth. That so, like, would be hilarious. Epic. Yeah. That so actually, would. if if we did that. Uh, like say at LACC at the uh, perfect the the cosplay competition, and I just come out 
And we we could be as I walk out and, and then three people dress me and I'm like, yeah. all right, yeah, here I go. Yeah. And then you could just walk up and lower your hood and go, look at my dress. I look at how awesome. badass I am. Yeah. Yeah. I love the way that the Tuscans gave him the nod as well, right? He comes out, he's saying, what do you think? And they're like, yeah, that'll work. Yeah, it yeah, works. That'll work. Yeah. Well done, sir. <laughs> but I will say uh, I, the entire time where he was uh, shaping, shaving, and forging his staff, his gaffy yeah. stick, oh, man. that entire time I was like, I am doing this. Yeah. I am making this cosplay. I am, I am going to have this. That's awesome. It sounds like we got a hell of a weekend ahead of us, and hopefully you'll wait until we can travel again so I can come and watch this. But I think we need a weekend where we find a hallucinogenic LED LCD LCD LSD covered uh, gecko. We, yes. we, sho- we shove it up, shove it nose. up our nose. <laughs> we then go and crazily drunkly go and wreck wreck a tree somewhere. Actually, that's going to probably give us a lot of hate. We'll go down to the beach and we can find some washed up some wood, driftwood, some driftwood. Um, we'll stagger back. We'll release the gecko from your nose, which again was another hilarious bit, by the way. We went, oof, oh. I, thought, I thought I dreamt that. <laughs> that sucker was up there for some time, man. So anyway, so we got Russ out of his mind. We found some driftwood. The next day he can he can carve it into his Take star. some chisels. I mean, and and once it's that's done, the thing. yeah, I mean, stand there like that and we wrap you with your robes. Works. I think we can do that in two days. Yeah, so you possible. have to be wearing underpants when you stand there with your arms out. I, I refuse to do it from full nakedness. Oh, if I can find some adult size Boba Fett underoos, oh. I will wear those. <laughs> no, not even adult size, dude. Just wear whatever you can find. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the way it works. That's the way. That's it a circulation works. issue, though. Yeah, you can combine it with uh, with with a. Uh, oh my god. Um, the, the, oh my god i can't think of the guy from black widow what's his name oh um red guardian red guardian you combine it with that scene of red guardian where he's squeezing in the suit we can get you squeezing fits. into some underoos and you can say they still fit and then you can stand there like, arms apart while we drape the cloth around you oh my god you're thinking red guardian <laughs> i'm thinking gladiator and i'm just having having a loincloth and no. everything like that i'm thinking i'm thinking red guardian squeezing uh. into the suit where which I, which I have pair, as well. A pair of underoos. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, oh we'll God. we'll whittle some shoehorns to get you in the underoos, and you can whittle <laughs> your uh, your gaffy stick. Okay, please don't use wooden shoehorns for that. <laughs> that's going to give splinters places. Dude, that I I've, I've got enjoy. I've got sandpaper that goes down to six hundred. You'll be fine. It'll be smooth. It'll okay. be smooth. And I will will we'll heat it up with some hot breath so it doesn't you know <laughs> shock you. The so shoehorns, right? Yeah. Oh wait, never mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so now we've lost every listener that we did have. Um, no, actually, going, um, I'm pretty back, sure there's. We may have gained a couple on that one. Yeah, yeah that's. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, you're welcome, everybody. You're welcome. So this is the OnlyFans uh, section of our yeah. podcast. Yeah. Congratulations, the, uh, you've made it this, this far. Is, this is your guys's lizard trip. Thinking of Russ and a pair of underoos being draped in cloth before he ventures out onto a convention floor. There you go. After a weekend of tripping balls and finding driftwood. I mean, that actually just sounds like a regular weekend for me. That, yeah. Was, yeah. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. So, yeah. But I, I was, I, I did watch that scene where they were whittling the wood, as I'll call it. Yes. Um, I, they obviously walked for a while. 
to get to the random whittling station, right? <laughs> that obviously is where they whittle. I love this word, whittle. They whittle away their, their toothpicks for the Banthers, which is, again, their weapons. So I was thinking, is this significant? Is this a poignant place? I suddenly had to watch again and say, is this the wreckage of where they found him? Is this the barge? Mm. And then I saw the table. I was like, oh, is that an upside down carbonite cradle? Like for freezing people in carbonite? Is this Han Solo's <clears throat> upside down carbonite cradle? But I don't think it is. I think that was- I don't believe about, it is either. No, no. Yeah. But I was, I was thinking it, there was something poignant about this station where they whittle away the wood. It was definitely like a rite of passage to me. Yes. That whole experience is yeah. for sure. I'm just wondering about the location because the location mm. was very far away from the camp from what I could tell, which didn't make seem. sense. And that's why I wondered if it was poignant. Am I missing something? Did I not mm. see what the, the siding was that they blew up, you know, that was there? Mm -hmm. uh, I'm wondering what it was. And if somebody better than me with a keener eye uh, may know if it was significant or it was just where they chuck the guy who whittles the wood because he probably smokes a lot of that peyote and they don't want him in the camp. He's kids. got lots of lizards. Right, right. This isn't toads over there for sure. Yeah, that, I mean, that takes no, us... I, I didn't pick up any on any like specifics in that scene and everything like that. I was actually just a, overwhelmed uh, with a the meaning and... Mm -hmm like the purpose behind what yeah. he was doing mm -hmm. uh, because it, with anybody, with any society and everything like that, you have rites of passage um, coming from a military background. I, I definitely have had those like specific rites of passage that you have to go through to be accepted into a group. Mm -hmm. um, so watching that whole thing, watching him like manually carve and then have to make the fins and like tap them in and make sure everything's carved just perfectly um, shows a part of himself mm -hmm. to those around him. Because if you look at the gaffy sticks that the Tuscans are carrying, no single one of them are the same. No. Mm -hmm. They're all individual to who they are, which means every single one of them at one point had a lizard up their nose, had to go out, and that's I think that's part of their yeah. it's that journey, their journey, uh, yeah. and becoming, I mean, becoming a man, becoming a woman, becoming a warrior, mm -hmm. uh, however you want to look at it. But the gaffy stick serves so much of a survival purpose, right? It's like it the survival knife. It's like everyone having their own survival mm -hmm. knife, right? Mm -hmm. If somebody was to go out and forge their own, you know, Bowie knife and and make their own hand looks, it's the same kind of thing. Right, you'll build it for something. I mean, those those weapons, if then, well, those those items serve so many different purposes to the lifestyle of a Tuscan raider. So, right. yeah, it's it's a good way of showing it rather than just you know the stick. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was really enjoyable to watch it. I think a lot of thought was put into that, and I'm wondering I if all the, of that writing came from John Fadro or it seems like it did. It's very well thought out. Yeah. And I even, thought the way that was shot was just perfect. Like it was just a beautiful like sequence. Yes. You can watch it and shot and you're like, wow, this is just like it, it it pulls you in to stare at it. It was like shit, that's amazingly beautifully each each angle they cut to, each time they zoomed in on something else, you're like, wow. Yeah. And Tim Morrison's you know, face while he was doing it seemed to be very realistically involved with what he was doing. 
And I'm wondering if he's had a lot of influence too from, you know, his experiences in his Maori culture. And especially that last scene we see around the campfire where they do a very uh, haka type dance. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Type thing. And it seemed to be converting a lot of different things that we've talked about through this of different, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, rites of passage for different cultures. It seemed to come out, but it was very warrior like in my mind, which was very Maori in my mind. And I really enjoyed it. Normally I'd be like, oh my God, they're having a dance, you know? Uh, (laughs) But I didn't get that feeling in this. I I felt very involved and it was, you were on that journey at that point. I I felt like I was on the journey at that point and I I really appreciate it. yeah, it wasn't just uh, it wasn't like you know the, the the matrix for fuck's sake, right? When they all go and do the rave dance, like what was that all about? I was like, yeah, because yeah, what, what's what's this? This wasn't like that. This was this was yeah, something it was, totally it was, different. It was how it was shot, how it was lined up. You know, it was just like it kept yeah. you. Yeah, and how yeah. it started too. The way it started, they just stood up and it's... faced off on each other, and someone else said fuck yeah and got up and started doing <laughs> it, and and then they were all doing it, and then the leader got up, and it was it was cool. Yeah. And, and uh, well, the Maori call it the haka, and like in Japanese culture, when you practice martial arts, you've got your kata, mm-hmm. uh, and so you have a a set specific a routine yeah. of movements that you do mm-hmm. that everything else is based off of. Yeah. So mm-hmm. if you look at where I, Bobo was being trained, it's a set mm-hmm. sequence of movements, right? And so then he gets up and he and his instructor on either side of the fire uh, start doing this, this kata. And then they start moving around and then and others start joining it. in. And like the boys were asking me, it was like, what are they dancing? What are they doing? I was like, no, that is, this is how they fight because everything that they do in a fight is based on these movements right here. Mm-hmm. And every single one of them knows, knows exactly how each of them fights so that way they work better as a unit together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what makes them a tribe. And this is their way of welcoming Boba into their tribe. They're accepting him as part of one, as one of their own. Mm. And by us reaching this point right now on episode, uh, chapter two, sorry. Um, you know, we, we've got to the point now where he's in his robes. We see him turn up. We see him yeah. with his gaffy stick and rifle looking over watching them go off with the armor. So we're not too far away from getting to that point as far as flashbacks go. So mm-hmm. to me, it feels as if we're going to be concentrating more on the here and now that, you know, yes. and I'm, I'm sure we're going to, we need to cover the, the meeting of Fennec when it happens. Is it that chance meeting in the desert where he then gets a repaired? And if so, who did he meet that gave him this technology? Mm-hmm. Cause I don't think it's the Tuscans. They're not that advanced. Yeah. So, you know, well, obviously we know it's not the Pikes. No, we got to find someone else, which again goes back to who's it going to be? Right. Who's it going to be that has this technology at their fingertips to be able to allow that to happen? And I can't think of anything at the moment apart from that. could be the Afro Italian. I mean, she's not a scientist of that type, but they could make it that way for the show. Yeah. Or is it just literally, are we going to get to see the medical droid that put Luke's hand on for him? Because that was all mechanical, Mm -hmm. right? And that was just a medical droid. Right. So I don't know, man. I'm I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward yeah. to figuring out that that tie-in. When do we get the tie-in? And then how mm-hmm. much are we going to get for real time? Like now, are yeah. we going to get three episodes of purely now? Because holy crap sticks, that's going to be a lot of stuff that we're going to get that we haven't seen yet. And that's exciting. Right. Well, that's we've exciting. got 
we've got that. We also have I mean, his standoff with the huts. Mm-hmm. We also have uh, the Pike Syndicate that is somewhere in this. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. not going to just sit back and take no. that telling off. Oh, God, no, no. Yeah. Um. So we've got we've got so many different aspects that are all that are all going to have to be tied together at some point. And we do know from Mandalorian that, and and we will go into season three with Mandalorian, but we know that they are good at tying up the loose ends, giving giving great fan service, mm-hmm. and moving the story forward. Mm-hmm. If we if they know that Boba Book of Boba Fett is just a one uh, one season show, any loose ends that are going to be left in it will be left for the next trilogy mm-hmm. to answer, or the next season of Mandalorian. Yes, yeah, but I don't. I I think I think next season of Mandalorian is going to be focused more on because with uh, Ahsoka coming out, it's going to be dealing more with. On the fate of Mandalore and the Dark Saber, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. called the Mandalorian for a reason, right? Yeah, so, yeah. More of the Night Owls with Bo-Katan and them. Yeah, yeah, we got the Dark Saber is a key thing here. But yeah, key thing here. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm happy to see what we saw. I'm happy that oh. we were. I think we were well. I, I think we chose well with our direction of how we interpreted that first episode, and I yes. think it came from a. It came from a positive place, and it came from a place that I think we understand what we're, what we've been given as far as these people are concerned that are making this thing. Uh, oh, you froze, or I froze. Everybody's still there. And we'll get back to see you guys and do this adventure weekend. Yeah. I'm oh here. yeah, you there? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, oh, did we lose you? No, I'm here yeah, for a second. I- it froze for a minute, yeah. Uh, oh, time's up. That's it. No, no. Oh, my, yeah, no, we're done. Shot. No, oh, we have to go. Um, we have to go. That's all. it. Not at all. I, mean, I can lend you 50p for the meter if you want. We we oh, ignored that last time, too. That's just like kind of timer. Um, no, have you guys no, been I, watching? Do you guys do you guys follow like Tim and, and Ming-Na on, on social media? I do not. At all? No, or, and I specifically do not follow stars of shows that i watch uh for that reason yeah yeah they've been doing the press junket me and i've been retweeting little clips and it was on et canada tim starts to describe something she's like oh no, no stop 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 is that from the mandalorian just stop don't talk stop talking tim <laughs> as he's describing yeah. a scene and so yeah. she hashtag almost had a hashtag tom holland moment and i was like ooh, <laughs> yeah I'm wondering how many tie-ins we're going to get. When we get to present day, that's when they got the freedom to do tie-ins of what we've seen already with the Mandalorian. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be interesting. You know, we've, we've got people we haven't seen yet in this modern day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's going to be interesting to see where we can go with this because there's got to be some tie-ins with characters we've met. And uh, then this name characters and, and, and like hide them on, on, on sheets even because the Luke Skywalker was listed as another Jedi. I forget which one it was in the script. It was listed as someone else, so it would throw the people off of right the review. Wasn't it? Wasn't it Plo Plo Kloon or something? Like yes. That? Yeah. 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 So it's probably uh, a bunch of misinformation floating here too. Of course. Yeah. And Disney's known for that. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. But I though. mean, I we know. Okay, so Jabba doesn't. Excuse me. 
Boba does not know that the Jawas have his armor. He was still kind of out of it when they took it from him and they knocked him unconscious. He may yeah. know, but he doesn't know who. So, yeah. I mean, I would not be surprised if we see Cobb Vanth come I up. Think, cool. I, yeah, I think you're right. And I think we'll probably, with the, what you're just saying there is he doesn't know who. And I, he's going to find out. He's going to yeah. do a journey. He's going to do a journey, and someone's going to say, "Oh, yeah, there's a there's a Mandalorian then in so and so in right? this town." Yeah, which mm-hmm. is why we see him in that episode, just probably arriving, right? right? Mm-hmm. Because how uh, I was talking to, to Ali about this the other day, and I, I haven't gone back and tried to find out myself. What a lazy asshole! But how many episodes <laughs> was it between uh, seeing Boba first appear, watching the Mando go off with the armor? to um the episode where he takes because we have the ahsoka episode in between is Mm -hmm. there another episode before is it just the ahsoka episode and then we go back to the the temple mount and where grogu is imprisoned into the the beam of light and we get to see boba for the first time like is it just one episode it's one or two two yeah just it's just it's just one yeah one or two okay yeah. that would make that would make some sense because he sees him going off he follows he gets to see that holy shit that's ahsoka like super badass jedi i'm not gonna do anything right now right but he's obviously with um fennec at that point too but they're gonna back off and not get involved with a jedi fight and boba's gonna know ahsoka right did they meet in clone wars doesn't ahsoka know who boba fett is young boba fett yeah yeah. yeah, I'm sure so they he's 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 not going to mess with her. So there's no wonder that he stayed back and waited to the next episode. But he must have been following, and we definitely are going to get Slave One. Yes. In this yeah. in this series, so we have to find yes. we have to get to, you know, Anchorhead if that's where it is or wherever, right? So, ah, oh, it's exciting, man. <laughs> I'm looking for. I'm I, honestly, I'm looking forward to seeing where the story goes, uh, mm-hmm. because, again, I trust Dave. I trust John. I trust their writing and I trust their vision. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It's everything they've done has been gold. So, there's no reason that we shouldn't trust what they're doing. Yeah. 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 It was great. I don't know what else I've got to add to it. I've got a couple of notes. I always like to write little things down to remind me of things to Mm -hmm. talk about when I watch it. And the only other thing I can think of that I haven't swamped you with my verbal diarrhea with yet is um, I've written down here. Is that Snaggletooth? And I think in the bar, in the um, mm-hmm. in the bar, I think Snaggletooth's in there. Um, I think that's why I wrote it down. But well, that's 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 something for you to go out and look for. Is Snaggletooth actually in the bar? Because that would be kind of cool if it is. So, that was so the, the only things I didn't put down. There is a, and one of my friends pointed this out to me. There is a shot inside the um, the sanctuary. Mm-hmm. bar where you see captain rex oh really no 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 not not the not the captain rex he's thinking of the captain rex from star tours now dj rex oh yeah oh, there is the absolutely. Yeah. yeah absolutely there is and it was on the first episode too yeah he's, he's sitting the, there he's, he's got the he's, he's got in the, the middle dealer. of the table yeah he's yep. in the he's in the middle of the table yeah i thought yeah i thought we already i thought we mentioned that one yeah that's definitely mm-hmm. him that's definitely not him, maybe not him but that's definitely the robot yeah so sure. it's an r3x droid yeah 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 for sure 100 100 percent. um but i think i saw i think i saw snaggletooth, snaggletooth. the little, the little mm-hmm. rat faced uh yep. guy right i think i saw him there and uh 
Yeah, that's, that's, I think that's what, if you watch those scenes and you take your focus away from what you're supposed to be looking at and you look mm -hmm. on the sides and see all the characters that are there, that's what happens. Like you watch it a few times and you're like, oh, hang on a minute. <laughs> Sneaky little bastards. They put that one in there as well. So yeah, yeah. That's, what I, that's what I'm liking about it. But I think I think Snaggletooth's in there. I think Snaggletooth's in the bar. Mm. I'll have to go back and watch. Yeah, I'll yeah, try and get it still capture. One of the things I took a picture of though, which I loved, is in the end scenes, because it's all about the art at the end, right? I don't know oh about you. You can't, oh, yeah. this, you can't switch this thing off until you've gone through all the art. And uh, one of the one of the cool pictures at the end was Boba in his robes and the Tuscans behind him. And it's album mm -hmm. cover-esque. It's so yeah. good. Such a good shot. I love that shot. And there's also another shot on there of the tree with all the Jawas. And they, they were obviously Jawa eyes in the tree, the red ones, mm -hmm. even though the Jawas that we see have yellow ones, but they're all Jawa eyes in the tree. And they depicted that. I didn't really clock onto that to begin with until I watched that art. And then you see the Jawas are there. So it's obviously part of his consciousness. And yep. I think he's going to, he's going to have to exact some revenge on those Jawas, man. I'm hoping, we're gonna, I'm hoping we're going to see another pulse rifle exploded Jawa. Uh, like we did a Mandalorian. Yes. Maybe that's when we're seeing him use his jetpack rocket. Mm -hmm. We've seen him use the wrist rocket, so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's all, that's all I got, man. Yeah. It was but a great episode. I mean, yeah. it's, it's funny that we have like a 30-minute episode that so many people like didn't like, and we have so much more to talk about. And this week we're like, there is so much more like info but we're also mm. yeah i think you yeah. can talk for hours about what you would what you think could happen or what you're hoping is going to happen and yeah but i don't mind doing that i enjoy doing that I, yeah. there's some there's some people out there that don't like to think ahead or try and predict but it's the people that predict and then don't get and can't accept they didn't get what they wanted that's different right that's I think yeah yeah, I think it's nice to shoot these things out, and Agreed. then if they come around, that's great. If they don't, you're like, oh wow, I didn't think they'd do that. I was thinking they were going to do this, and you don't get upset about it. And I think that's what people need to learn again: is to not get upset if you don't get what you want the first time around. There you right? go. It's pretty yeah. cool, and I, I think that got proved in chapter two, for yeah. sure. And the amount of people that I saw, I mean, again, just online posting is like chapter two totally redeemed this show i was like there was nothing that needed redeeming yeah, yeah. you just it's didn't give it a two. chance yeah yeah like like the most ridiculous headline episode was it was an abysmal episode and i'm like are you i'm not reading this are you kidding me like right are you yeah kidding me? yeah it's it, it's so good i'm so happy about yeah. that yeah stop your broadcast now because you're not <laughs> worthy you know stop it yeah. you hate you hate manga now, what's yeah. your, what, what was your favorite part of the episode? I didn't ask you that last time. Hmm. So I'm not saying, I, mean, I could say favorite scene, mm -hmm. maybe. What, what mm -hmm. was the favorite, what was, the, what was your favorite bit? What was the bit that was like, oh yeah, that was good. Hmm. I think for me, it was the crafting of, of, his, of his weapon. Okay. It was just so good. It was just so well shot and so well portrayed. Just had that reverence to it. I'm gonna go with a standoff in the street because we see we see the true strength of Boba. And he's like, he just tells Fennec, he's like, hey, watch my back. He's like, yeah. <laughs> and yeah. like you you've 
you've got the Gamorreans, you've got Fennec and everything like that. And he's just standing in the middle of the street. He's, he's not even at the ready or anything like that. He's just, he's relaxed. He he was, he sees threats coming. He's like, okay, I see you. And she's leaning on a post. If I remember right too. She's like, but she does uh, have, she's she's got a weapon up. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even trust the Gamorreans at that point. He's like, just watch my back Fennec. Yep. Yep. But it's the fact he doesn't move. He doesn't no. move. He doesn't acknowledge that giant bastard walking around the corner. He just turns his head and goes, "Okay, up." You know, doesn't yeah. even square, <laughs> doesn't even front up. Doesn't even square that his is, body. That is one hundred percent classic, Boba. Yeah, perfect, perfect. Yeah, that I would agree with that one hundred percent. So, in which case, I've got to think of something different. Some of a <laughs> beast thing. I am so sorry um, to steal your thunder. No, 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 no. I you can take it. It was an awesome scene. I yeah. think. Uh, for me then I will go with that uh, one scene which was the training montage with the sticks mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you can see him picking up his pace and he's learning what he's learning and he, you can see him disarm uh, the, lead t- the lead fighting Tuscan there and normally what I'd expect to see is that happen him turn around and go I'm there but what we saw was her pull off an amazing flip roll catch of the stick and then trip him up to say yeah. yep you know, yeah, never think you've got that, you know, never think you're there. Like it was yeah. that that was cool. That was a great and she knocks she knocks him down, and then the look on his face when she offers her hand mm-hmm. to help him back up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, hey, let's do it again. Yeah. She's like, yeah. You're good, but you ain't that good. You're never you're never <laughs> there. You're never yep. there, right? You've yep. always you've always got something you gotta learn. I, yeah, yep. that that was okay. a, that was a cool scene. That is yeah, yeah. It was awesome. a good scene. I laughed too when she slapped him when he was doing it right. I'm like, ooh, like pitch that to somebody. You're gonna slap Boba Fett. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> she I wonder, doesn't I mean, know who Boba Fett is. Well, that's no, what I was right. gonna. That's what I was gonna say though. Do they like? He hasn't got his armor on, so you yeah. wouldn't. Yeah. But do you think he was well known enough that Tuscans would know who he was? Do you think he was one of those people that took pot shots to Tuscans in the past? Yeah. You know, that's an probably. interesting concept of guilt. Now, but, right? Would they know him without the armor? Probably. Probably not. No, no. Yeah. Well, no armor, no hair, right? I mean, right. Yeah, I, I kind of, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Interesting. See, I said I was done and now I planted another. <laughs> <laughs> We're the never really done. Thickens. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, there, I mean, there's so much. You could pull apart each scene and we could talk about each scene again and find something different each time, yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. You know, it's yeah. just that kind of show. Um, yeah, man. That leaves you like, I want more. And like, I have to wait. <laughs> and I'm I don't okay mind with waiting. waiting. I don't mind waiting. I'm I don't totally mind. okay with waiting. Yeah. I like it because then I'll binge something and I'll miss a lot of stuff in the binge because you're just getting through it. You know, if you watch 10 yeah. episodes in a row or something, a lot of little things you just miss the first time or the second time. Yeah. With one episode, you can watch it like we do obsessively, you know, four or five times in the week. And you're seeing everything because you're seeing the same thing. So you're picking out different, Yep. you know, I mean, I watch the Godfather twice a year and see something new. I haven't seen in it every time almost. Right. And that movie's 50 years old. Yeah. So I, I kind of get like that with the original trilogy, man. Like, yeah, I, I sometimes watch it and I'm like, I've never noticed that before. I did mm-hmm. it recently. Christmas. I always watch them. Right. And I put on my old, um vhs versions my pre-90s mm-hmm. right That's which awesome. are totally original 
and I'm watching it, I'm watching it, I'm like, hang on a minute, there's a scene. Uh, uh, tell me if we've detracted too long. But there's a scene on, no, on, on Bespin when they're trying to rescue, uh, well, Luke's coming in to rescue everybody and they're going off with frozen harm. And Lando lets them out. Chewie grabs Lando and starts yep. choking him. And he starts roaring and roaring and roaring. And I always remember him roaring. And he's like, ah, there's still a chance to save Han, right? Yeah. But I've never noticed up until this, this year or this time I watched it, that there's a dog growl inserted in between his roars that I've never noticed hmm. ever before. Huh. And, I, and you think my hearing would be getting bad as I get older, right? But there's this, I, and now I've heard it, I cannot fucking unhear it. And it's like, <laughs> it's like a, it is like a, like a Yorkie growl going on, right? It's, and now it's so distinct for me. So I, I don't know, you can go and listen to that yourself, but I can't unhear this, this growl, like, and it's in between the roar. Now we're going to have to go it. back to the Foley artists on this one and find yeah. out what's going on. Yeah. yeah. Is it, is it the artist or is it his dog? I, it makes sense that they would add that in between mm -hmm. because you have to growl. And then when you're inhaling, it could be that inhale growl yeah. and then to be able to do it again. Yeah. Just never noticed it before, man. Hmm. Never noticed it before. And I've watched that movie quite a few times. It has to be said. Three mm -hmm. or four, maybe. Yeah. I'd say it, it might be a little Hundred. bit more than four. It might be a little bit more than four. <laughs> but yeah, I've never noticed that before. And that's the beauty about movies. And I, when I've done other podcasts and when I'm on the Gen X podcast, we always talk about movies. Right? We, we concentrate on movies and things like that. And the way I classify movies I love it's the ones I can watch any time. It's the ones yeah. that if I turn on a TV and it's playing, I'll watch oh, it. I'm, I'm, I'm there. Yep. Yep. Even if there's adverts on that thing, I'm going to watch it and I'm going to watch yep. it to the end. Yep. You know, hey, do you, uh, have you got time to do a call? No, I'm watching so-and-so. You know, well, why don't you just put a DVD in? It'll be over. No, no, no. I'm, that would be different. That would be like yeah. choosing to watch this movie. Yes. But I've been blessed with this movie tonight because I didn't know it was going to happen. Like you put... I turn on the TV after this and the Goonies is on. I'm watching the Goonies. Yeah. It's happening. Yeah. I'm it's there. happening. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's fair. Oh, yeah. I think that brings us to about the end of this one. <laughs> Works for me. I've got kids that I got to get to bed. That's true. You're doing and family and all that kind of stuff, too. Yep. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks again, guys. That was Thank you. fun as always. Yeah, absolutely. Love doing this. Right on, right on. Can't wait for uh, Wednesday. Episode can't three. Wait, can't wait for the uh, adult, the adult times to start. Yes. yes. We'll just have to time our texts in the group about the shows when everybody's seen the show. We need an all clear for when everybody's <laughs> watched an episode. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, because I'll get up and I'll watch it, and I'll go make I'll make coffee, watch it, go make more coffee, watch it again. Yeah, my typical morning on Wednesday. You know, um, I've got to but, wait until like my lunch break on Wednesday. Yeah. So I try to get up a little earlier so I can do it before I have to be you know, nah. attentive. Uh, but, it took me a while to watch it this week, guys. I had yeah. to tell you, to, I had to tell you to shush. Nope. Yeah, it happens. And just yeah. let us know if that happens. It's all good. We're good. All right, guys. Well, thank you much. And we will wrap thank it up you. here. And we will thank you for listening next week. I don't know why I'm waving because no one can see, but bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> Oh, no, wait.